Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is David Soren. I am the lead pastor here at uh, Renovation Church. You know, I was talking with a guy this week, and we were talking about what his uh, work situation was like uh, pre-virus. And I said, so what was your office like? What was it? You know, what was your kind of situation? He said, hold on, let me... And he looked at me for a second. He said, honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> and then we just started talking like, you know, it's only really been six months since we had life turned upside down. But for a lot of us, it feels like six years ago. But I want you to try and remember this morning, what was your life like back in early March? And more specifically, like what did your routines look like? What was your daily schedule like? What was your weekly schedule like? You you probably had things in place in your life that you had been doing life a certain way for maybe even a few years at that point, and then everything changed. I want you to think about what, how many things in our life have been disrupted, uh, which, by the way, is the name of our new series this morning, Disrupted. Think about how many of your routines have been disrupted. For many of you, your work life looks completely different now compared to what it looked like, say, back in February. You used to get in your car every morning, right, and you had your normal commute. Maybe it was 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Maybe you got coffee on the way. Um, maybe you listened to your favorite podcast. You actually saw your coworkers in 3D face-to-face, right? And then you drove home at a certain time. You had a regular rhythm and routine. And now, for so many of you, it looks so different, right? You work in your basement, uh, all day long, you're on Zoom. Zoom, can I get an amen for just work? At, uh, okay, no amens. Uh, others of you, you head to work, right? But you're, now you're constantly using hand sanitizer. Uh, you're wearing gloves all day or you're in a mask for eight hours a day. Life is different. Your routines are completely different. Uh, in March, many of you, you had your kids in school, right? They got up at the same time every day. They got on the bus, maybe. They came home at the same time. There was a rhythm and a routine that many of you had been used to for years and years. And now it's different, right? Maybe they're going back. Maybe you're switching to homeschool. Maybe they're going two days a week. Maybe they're doing distance learning. Everything, the rhythms are completely different than what they were six months ago. And we could go on and on and on and on here. Maybe you, maybe you used to work out in the mornings when your kids were at school, but now they're home, and so you can. That sort of got out of, out of whack. Maybe you used to go on a date night every Friday with your spouse, but now no one will babysit because of the virus. Maybe you got, used to get together with your friends every other weekend, but now some people want to get together and some people don't want to get together. I just don't know if we've stopped to think about this enough. A significant portion of our lives have been disrupted. It's really not all that different from when a a personal crisis hits. Like if your, uh, say, immediate family member was to get in a serious car accident or all of a sudden was to get seriously ill and they were in the hospital, let's say, for a month, your normal routine would go out the window, right? Because now you're at the hospital every day. You're probably not waking up at the same time every day. You're not going to bed at the same time. Uh, Your meals are all different. Everything is different. In a crisis, habits and routines usually are the first things to go. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just kind of is what it is. But the challenge is, just like in that situation, for many of us, at some point, you've got to get back to what you were doing. And if not that, then you've got to get back to something different, maybe even something better. 
I heard someone say this a couple weeks ago, and it's just been so stuck in my mind. I feel like it's such an apt description of the year 2020 for so many of us. They said, our response to the year 2020 has so often been similar to just pressing the snooze button over and over again. Right, like a couple months ago, you look out, you, maybe you check the news, and you go, is it better yet? Snooze. Right, and then two weeks later, you kind of check again, like, are we, are we, is it better? Snooze. Is it different? snooze, and we just keep doing it over and over. And we're not changing, we're not getting back to rhythms, we're not getting routines back in our life, we're not getting the good things back in our life that we used to have, we just keep snoozing. But at some point, you've gotta wake up and live your life, even if it's different. And the point of the series is this, of our disrupted series. All of us, we've had our lives disrupted. But too many of us, we just haven't gotten back yet to these positive spiritual routines that keep us spiritually healthy. Many of the routines we had in place before life was disrupted, and we got to find a rhythm for them again. Uh, let's take a look at the, the Word of God together. So if you brought a Bible, uh, you can uh, get it out. We're going to be in First Timothy today. Uh, if, if you have a phone, you can use our uh, Bible app. Uh, just go to Outdoor Services and Weekly uh, Verses. Uh, Paul uh, is writing to his friend and a young pastor named Timothy, and he's giving both Timothy, Timothy some good advice and his young congregation some good advice. And here's what he said. First Timothy, we're going to be in chapter four, uh, looking at uh, verses seven and eight. So I'll give you a second just to find it. Here's what he says. He says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So in Timothy's church, too many people had gotten distracted by all sorts of other narratives and ideas that were sort of floating around town, godless myths about what life was all about. They were falling for all of these old wives' tales and rumors and conspiracy theories. They're not grounding themselves in the word of God. Listen, I think that this passage is a strong indictment of our culture right now. I might even say this every week for the next year. I just think this is so important. What's happening right now in our culture, Christians are not grounding themselves, rooting themselves in the word of God. Right? Christians are called to be rooted in Christ, as Colossians 2.7. We're called to let the word of Christ dwell richly in us, as Colossians 3.16. But instead, over these last six months, and maybe it's just kind of out of our fear, we're going to the wrong place, we are anchoring ourselves instead in social media and podcasts, saturating ourselves in the news media, almost everything but the word of God. The word of God is becoming an afterthought for Christians. And by the way, the, the rotten fruit of that is it's just driving us all crazy. No, the Christian is to be grounded first in the word of God. At Renovation Church, we like to think of ourselves as word of God people. We are Jesus first, word of God people. But if we're going to be grounded in God's word, you're going to be rooted in it, then you actually need to train yourself to be godly. Another way to think of that is you're, you're, you're training your life to be, when it says godly, to be God-centered. 
centered around God, that he is first in your life. Well, if you're going to train yourself to be godly, well, what does training require? Well, training requires that you have daily habits and routines. So let me give you a few examples of this. Uh, I've been uh, a runner for the last uh, 10 years or so, but I've had just a number of nagging injuries. And whenever I get injured, that forces me to kind of take some time off for a while. Sometimes it's a significant amount of time. And you take a significant amount of time off of exercising, what happens? Well, you get completely out of shape, right? And I will tell you, when it comes to exercise, the hardest thing is just getting back the first day, right? But from there, it's sort of a downhill climb in effort. Yeah, it's still hard to lace up your shoes and go out the second day, but it's easier than the first day. And the third day is even easier than the second day. And by the time that you've exercised four, five, six, seven times, it actually becomes what? It becomes a habit. And it might even be easier to go out than to not go out. But I also find that there's another factor in, at work here when it comes to disciplines and routines. The longer it's been since you've done something, the harder it is to get back into it, right? So think about this in another way. Okay, let's say you and your family, you got into healthy eating at some point, right? And you guys were just doing a great job eating all your vegetables and fruits and all sorts of things. But something happens, right? And you get disrupted off of that schedule. Now, if you've fallen away from healthy eating for one week, it's maybe a little bit hard to get back into it, but it's not that hard. If it's been three weeks since you've been eating well, it's actually pretty hard to get back to it. If it's been three months or six months, it's incredibly difficult to stop eating Culver's and start eating broccoli again, right? It's just, it's a different sort of challenge. And these factors are just as strongly at play when it comes to your spiritual routines as well. In fact, I would say this, if you throw in spiritual warfare, it might be even harder to get back to spiritual routines than any other type of discipline or routine. But the best thing that you can do today is to start. So what, let me ask you a question. What is it that you personally need to get back to doing in your Christian life? What is it that you need to get back to doing? Where do you need to restart your training, as Paul calls it in the scriptures? Is it just picking up the Bible again? Uh, maybe it's reading scripture to your kids again. Maybe it's coming to God in prayer. Maybe it's just making a habit of coming to church again. You know, this is a tough one, I think, for almost every Christian in America. I mean, the reality is we all got totally disrupted out of our habit, right? None of us got up and got ready and came to church for three and a half months. We just didn't. We didn't have to because of what was going on. I talked to a few weeks ago, if you were here, that we still have a large group of people in our church that aren't coming here on Sundays. And for that group that I'm talking about, it's, it's not because they have virus concerns, right, which is totally fine. This particular group, it's simply because they've gotten out of the habit. And so maybe you're listening to this on our podcast in the middle of the week sometime, and you just haven't gotten back to church yet because, quite frankly, you're just out of the habit. You, everything got disrupted. I would just say to you, start your training again. Training in godliness, it means being God-centered. That means making God number one on the list of priorities of how you prioritize your schedule. You just make next Sunday training day number one for you. Uh, maybe it's serving. I actually think this one is, is really interesting as you think about habits and routines getting disrupted. So in less than a month, when we move inside that wonderful building right there, we're going to need as a church hundreds, hundreds 
of volunteers again to do what we do to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ on a Sunday morning. But here's the deal. By the time we move in, it will have been over a half of year, a half a year since probably over 90% of you have served. I mean, we have some bare bones teams, like they're set up and tear down and street signs, but the vast majority of us, we haven't served for six months now. And the temptation is, because you're so out of the routine, the temptation is to not sign back up, right? And you'll have plenty of reasons not to, right? You'll say, well, if I'm, it's inside, so I'm gonna have to wear a mask, and it's just gonna be different, it's gonna be harder. I just think it's gonna be a little bit uncomfortable. But here's what I want you to know about yourself. Like anything else, whenever it's time to start something back up again, we are so full of rationalizations, full of them. Like, in my own life, if it's been, say, six months since I've been exercising or running, I will tell you, I, will I could give you on the spot 100 rationalizations of why I shouldn't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you even tell your friend, like, hey, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to start exercising again. And you wake up in the morning like, well, it's a little bit chilly. Right? You're, you're, when you haven't done something in a long time, your brain is just full of rationalizations of why you shouldn't start again. But when it comes to serving, I just want you to know, we need you. This community right here, they need you. People are hurting. People are looking for God. This has been a number of studies that have come out in the last month on this. People are looking for answers in God maybe now more than ever. And they're going to come. They're coming this summer. They're definitely going to come this fall. We need to be there to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. And if that's going to happen, we need you. We need you to get back in the habit of serving again. Look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. So turn now to the next verse in the app. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 24. He says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. There's that word again. Are you training yourself in godliness? They do it to get a crown that will not last, right? It's going to perish on this earth. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Look how hard Paul is training. He says, I beat my body. I make it my slave. In other words, you know what that means? It means Paul saying, in my sinful nature, I'm going, I don't want to get up this morning and get up early and connect with God. I just want to sleep. He's going, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be risky for me to walk into another city and tell more people about Jesus. But I'm training myself in godliness of centering my life around God. So much so that it eventually becomes almost effortless for him because God is moving in him because of his training. I don't know if you've thought of it this way, but I want you to know it will be impossible for you to live the Christian life that you want. Like, what is the ideal Christian life for you where Jesus is really moving through you and God's doing amazing things in your life? Know this, it will be impossible for you to live that life without spiritual daily disciplines, without daily habits of you connecting with God. Living a great Christian life without daily disciplines is like an athlete expecting to play exceptionally well without ever practicing. 
You know, the best athletes put in the most work when no one's watching. Like, what do they always say about Steph Curry or LeBron James or even Michael Jordan back in the day? They always say, well, he's the first guy in the gym. He's the last guy to leave. They're putting in work every day when no one's watching. Well, it's the same with the mature Christian. There's a really classic book on uh, spiritual disciplines uh, by a guy named Don Whitney. It's called Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. There's a famous quote in there, and Whitney says this. He says, I can say that I have never, I have never in my life known a man or woman who came to spiritual maturity except through daily discipline. Godliness comes through discipline. You cannot thrive as a Christian if you're not spending time with Christ, right? Just as you you can't go close close to your spouse if you're not spending time with your spouse. You're not going to thrive in your profession if you don't learn about it and grow in it. Friends, I, I I want you to hear me this morning. In your spiritual walk, you cannot keep growing if you're just living off the fumes of where you were back in March. Things have been disrupted, I know. But it's time to get back to your training. So how are you going to do this? How are you going to start your training? If you're listening online and you haven't been back here on the fields to church yet. Again, I'm not talking to those of you who are vulnerable or have virus concerns. I 100% am not. But for the rest of you who just gotten out of the habit, I would just ask you, when are you coming back? Or here's another one I think for a lot of us maybe here. Maybe in January, February, March, you used to come to church like basically every week, but when things got disrupted, you got out of the habit. And now, even though it used to come every week, honestly, this summer, it's been more like once a month once every five weeks, something like that, you're out of the routine of it. How will you restart your training? Let me tell you someone, something about like running in my life. If I'm, if I'm trying to get back into something, I can't get back into running by running once a month. Right? It's not how you start a habit. It's not how you start a discipline, a routine. I've got to put it on my calendar and say, right, nope, I'm going to run on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday this week. Right? And then I got to do it. So what if you did this? You can even talk about this on the way home today. What if you committed to just coming to church every Sunday for the next four Sundays? I didn't say the next 40. I'm just saying, can you do the next four? That would take us all the way through our first week in the building. Just say, we're just going to do it. We're going to be there all four weeks as a way to get yourself back into the habit so it becomes routine and discipline again. Because for so many of us, we've just been disrupted out of that. And there's a really great thing about coming to church, right? Not only do we come, do we worship to learn the word, but church is what you would call a gateway habit in spiritual disciplines. You know that, maybe you've ever heard that phrase before? It means it leads to other good habits. Because when you come to church every week, it opens up your heart again to the Lord. You're not drifting. Every week you have this check which is sort of bringing you back. You've got this Christian fellowship that is happening. It's opening your heart again with an appetite for the word of God. It is a gateway habit that leads to so much other spiritual good in your life. So what if you just said, all right, we're just going to be here. Next four weeks, we're gonna get back. if things have been disrupted, we're going to get back into it. How, how are you going to get back into God's word? I've talked to a lot of people that said, I haven't cracked open a Bible in two months. How are you going to get back into it? When can you start? Could you start today? Could you start tomorrow morning? And by the way, sometimes um, people who are really good at routines and disciplines will tell you, in order to start something back up, sometimes you have to start it back up differently. 
People do this all the time in exercising, right? If you've always been running and it's just not working for you, well then try going to the gym or, or try a lifting weights, right? Or they try something else. They subscribe to some beach body home or I don't know what you guys do, but right, you try something different so you can get yourself back into it. And that's okay. It's okay spiritually too. And so if you've been reading the Bible, you used to read it before bed, but you stopped doing it, well then try it in the morning. If you always read it on an app, but it just stopped working, well then try opening a paper Bible again. If you used to do a paper Bible, then try an app. And there are so many good apps, the YouVersion Holy Bible app. There's so many plans in there. Or you could just start with a book. Say, I'm going to start reading one chapter a day through maybe 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. Or maybe the book of Matthew in the New Testament. Or you take a short book like Philippians in the New Testament. There are other great apps out there, like the Read Scripture app, where there's little videos for each book of the Bible you can watch as well. Or there's a lot of women in our church that love the First Five app for women. There's lots of things you can do to sort of try it differently to get back into the Word. If you're going to train yourself to be godly, as the Word said, then you need a plan for training. A place in the Bible, a time of day you're going to do it, even a location you're going to do it. And then just remember this. You're not reading just to read, you're reading because when you open up the Bible, that's like a gateway habit too, because it's opening your heart to start a conversation with Jesus, to encounter the God who sent his son to die on the cross for you, to awaken your heart again to his leading in your life, to his encouragement in your life, and to his love into your life. And so start today, just start, just start something today. And remember, all great things come from small beginnings. So start something small with Jesus today. Let me pray. God, I just pray over our, our church right now as we're all, all of us sort of collectively are getting back in the habit of seeking you again after such a, such a major disruption to how we used to do life. Holy Spirit, would you lead each and every one of us individually on how we can connect with you starting today? Awaken our hearts to you again, God. Thank you, God, that is maybe even as we've run away, as Gabe preached this morning, as, as we run back to you, God, that you run at us with open arms. We're just thankful for that again as well this morning. So in your name we pray. Amen.